a sign can mean so many different things. It's always about how you feel. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of Spiritual Tune-Ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, and happy Halloween. Uh, welcome to another spiritual tune-up. This is where I answer your questions, spooky or not. Over-interpreting signs and one-off events. You know, when people talk about seeing a sign. Mike, I usually never manifest random off event, one-off events. But I recently started pursuing a relationship after being single for five or six years. And now, random one-off events, signs, have been occurring. It felt originally like I was moving through something. But now I am wondering if this means this person is not right for me and is causing me to vibrate at a level that is not serving me. All right. Well, to answer the very first part of your question, you know, or, or to speak to the fact that you don't normally have random one-off events, you don't normally see signs, that, that's okay. That's, that's not indicative of being tuned in or psychic or not. Generally, if you're very stable and you're thinking the same kind of thoughts, you're going to have more or less a predictable stream of events. Now that you've got a relationship, oh, that's going to create some one-off events, absolutely for sure. The question invariably is, how do you feel when these events happen? How do they make you wonder about your past, your present, your future? Is it a good feeling? Is it confirmation? Does it even make you think of the other person? Because entering into a relationship um, will cause other changes to occur in your life and the one-off events could well be associated to the other changes that are just kind of consequences, repercussions, or byproducts. There's absolutely such a thing as signs. But most people absolutely put too much energy into them and they often go into over-interpretation, looking for profound meaning in every single thing that happens. And while everything is important, everything is sacred, everything is a manifestation, intentional or unintentional, that doesn't mean you're going to unravel the mysteries of your life because you've focused on this one you know, little uh, moth or butterfly that has crossed your path. A sign can mean so many different things. It's always about how you feel. You're in a brand new relationship. Suddenly there's this butterfly that's following you everywhere. A butterfly could easily represent freedom, um, independence, uh, lots of things that if you overthink a sign, and that's the entire issue, if you overthink it, it's like, I'm supposed to be single. On the other hand, that butterfly following you might be around, might kind of be a metaphor for someone else who also loves you. And maybe that butterfly is all about beauty, the beauty of life, the beauty of relationships. Maybe that butterfly is all about love and its attachment to you. And this means full steam ahead. What does it mean to you? And at first glance, 
when a sign crosses your path. At first glance, this is where we bypass intellect. This is where you go straight to your heart. Ah, invariably, and there is so much to this, your first feelings about interpretation or what to do with your life will be the most accurate. If you're having trouble with that, if you want further confirmation, ask for it. Dealing with signs ought to be easy, playful, fun, okay? And, and if you're not getting clarity, ask for better signs. Ask for more clear emotions. Ask for a direct link in your mind. Ask for a sign that could not be random, could not be anything other than communication from the other side to you. Ask for that. Expect it. And when it shows up, what's the first feeling? Is it a confirmation of the path you're on? Or is it saying, you know, wait a little bit longer, something better could be coming? It's all about how you feel. It's not about thinking it through. It's not about trying to make mountains out of molehills. Don't let it be difficult. Let it be easy. Here are three things you can do, three steps, if you will, when it comes to working with signs. And these are easy because signs are easy. And don't think, I want a sign and I don't have one. Is that a sign? It's like, ah, that's a sign that you're trying too hard, okay? And if something doesn't show up and you thought it would, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? And keep on going. Here's the three steps. Ask for signs. Ask specifically. Ask with a light heart. Number two, if you don't know how to interpret them, Ask for better signs. Ask for different signs. Number three, remember to keep on living. Don't be so single-minded in terms of the new relationship, the new career, or the new anything, the new desires. And this comes up a lot in these spiritual tune-ups. Don't be so single-minded in losing weight uh, or whatever it is that you don't continue to live your life on all fronts. Okay, so now the relationship has shown up. It will bloom all the faster by fertilizing it in other areas of your life, meaning work on career, work on wealth, work on fitness, work on all those things that call to you, that excite you, that have rosy rewards, and suddenly that flower bed of relationships will start blooming. Don't put, don't put all of your focus on one thing. Your life is too extraordinary to limit yourself or divine intelligence uh, in that way. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy November 1. Welcome to another spiritual tune-up where I answer your questions. Today, today's question is about anxiety, something that I've dealt with mildly at different points in my life, but absolutely, and something that I think is not that uncommon, especially given the turbulent times we're now living in. Mike, I have a constant dread, anxiety, of bad things happening due to past experiences but it means I get nervous even when the post is delivered, tipping me over the edge. My partner is very problem focused, which only escalates things. I end up avoiding or procrastinating most important tasks to help my business move forward. How can I ground myself more securely and trust that I will be okay and things will get easier? All right, first I've got to point out the obvious that I have zero credentials to speak on mental health. Um, so consult a professional when and as needed. Always better to err on the side of caution. Seek professional help. 
uh, and try out the, the metaphysical angle as well. That's what I do. Um, first, anxiety, as my friend Matt Kahn said in our recent online ex um, adventure, online course, is an indicator that you're breaking the speed limit with the eternal now moment. You want to be present. Your mind is racing off the hook and you're dwelling on possibilities and conjuring up fears. This is part of your question. Just get anchored in the present. And the advice he gave to our many thousands of viewers was simply count to 10 with an inhale and count to 10 with an exhale. Just do that every hour on the hour. Just get present. When you're here, you can't be there. And this is such a big step. This is the path to self-realization is about being here now. You might have it to an extreme where you're suffering anxiety, but almost all of us are too much in our logical intellectual mind and we're therefore not in the present moment. All of us will benefit from this exercise of getting grounded or simply gazing around at the room with some relaxed breaths, noting the colors, the textures, what you're seeing, name them, be present, and then you will no longer be on the outside breaking the speed limit. I'd also suggest as well that, and, and this came up yesterday, it comes up all the time, it's one of those go-to solutions, diversify. Do not be so single-minded. You're thinking about the other shoe is going to drop. You're thinking about what bad news is right around the corner. The telephone rings and you're wondering what disaster might be there. But if you can assess all else in your life, okay, not just present moment stuff, but maybe make a list, literally make a list. Remind yourself of uh, your, the things you like about your home, your pets, your friends, your family, gardening, favorite pastime experiences. Maybe you have a trip coming up on the horizon. Maybe you can start planning that trip. Maybe you've got some shopping to do that's going to be fun. You're going to fix up the kitchen or buy some new pots and pans. Any kind of outings, excursions, holidays. Make a long list of all else that your life in, in, encompasses and jot down happy memories from the, fa the past and think about the future a little bit. Now I'm taking you out of the present. But I want you to realize you are so much more than that single thing or that single fear, however unnamed it is, that's rumbling and taking control, hijacking your conscious mind. Last thought, and then my final piece of advice, which is the most important piece of advice. The last thought is try some journaling. Try some automatic writing. Try some hey, what gives here? And then write the answer. Why am I so afraid? And then write the answer. You will surprise yourself. It never fails to surprise me. The answers I write. And like Neil Donald Walsh said when he wrote the Conversations with God series, you know, of course it's your imagination. Wouldn't God use every imaginable means to reach you? And so, so while you're making it up, you're also speaking from the highest within. So dabble with some journaling as well as these other ideas about getting anchored in the present, um, making list of all else that you've got going on in your life. And then here's the final, and I think one of the most important pieces of advice for anyone going through anything, emotional or physical, or what have you. 
understand that this is temporary. You are the creator of it, therefore you are the greater of it. So your, your anxiety or your cancer or your fear of flying, I know I call back to my fear of flying in my 20s and my 30s all the time, but man, what a valuable lesson it taught me. Because when you're afflicted with emotional or physical challenges, you tend to think, at least I do, oh, this is the way it's going to be. This, this is the way I am. And then we tend to think, how can I cope with this in the sense of it's always going to be there, but now let me cope with this. Let me come up with a management skill. The management skill is as temporary as the condition. The condition is temporary. You will move through this. That it has shown up in your life is an invitation. The palm of God's hand is outstretched to you. I have something to teach you. I have something I want you to know. There's something that you're not seeing. There is something there that is making you feel vulnerable when you are almighty. And you need to find out what that something is. But here's some of the best news. You don't have to pin the tail on the donkey. You don't have to say, in the fourth and fifth uh, dynasty in my prior lifetimes, and when I was five years old and 12 years old in this lifetime, these things happened to me, creating a complex that I now have to unravel. You don't have to do that. You just have to kind of lean into, with an open heart and an open mind, these questions. What am I missing? What else is there to see that I'm not seeing? How else could I view this situation? If you lean into it like that and you start taking notes or just mentally start coming up with your answers, as I did when I dealt with my fear of flying and heights in my 20s and 30s, I would rationalize logically, use the logic mind sometimes, I would rationalize how irrational it was to be afraid of flying because statistically, I am much more likely to get hurt or die in a car accident on the way to or from the airport than I am on the airplane or the airplane going down. I would statistically note that planes almost never crash. And when they do, not necessarily does everybody die. You've heard me say that a hundred times. It's true. And then I would spiritually analyze this fear of flying. And you can do this with your anxiety. Look, you are the greater of that which you have created. Number one. Number two, nothing shows up without purpose and meaning. Number three, it wouldn't have shown up if you couldn't move beyond it. Number four, you are the eyes and the ears of God. Number three, you can do some creative visualization and kick some, some booty there. You're bigger than this. You will show yourself that you are a child of God. You are the Christ consciousness. Come alive in time and space. And this open hand, this palm of God's reached out to yours is wanting to show you how amazing you are. This will pass and you do not have to know exactly. I got over my fear of flying with all that rationalization, with some demonstrations, continuing to fly, not talking about it to too many people. I wanted to tell everybody. And it passed. And I never figured out why I was afraid. Probably in three dozen past lifetimes, I was pushed off a cliff. Who knows? Or maybe it has nothing to do with the past. Maybe it was this lifetime and for some reason feeling vulnerable, artificially vulnerable. Yes, there's a beauty to vulnerability, but there's an ugly side to vulnerability too. Don't let the book titles uh, confuse you out there. You are powerful. You are almighty. You are greater than this thing that's before you right now. And you don't have to exactly name what you're going through 
if you can see the light on the other side, if you can rationalize and intuitively feel how you're greater and how this will inevitably serve you, you will move beyond it. See it as a gift. There's my gift again. I'm terrified to go to the mailbox today. There's my gift. How rational is that thought? How much sense does that make? How much bad news have I received in the mail in my life? How much good news have I received in the mail in my life? Come on, come on, I'm bigger than this. And you will create through that light that's trying to reach you a whole new worldview that will obliterate the cause, whatever its reason, that gave you the anxiety to begin with. You, it will no longer make sense. It will no longer hold its weight. It will no longer be seen as rational and it will just go away. This is your power. Seize the moment. Seize the anxiety. Hello, my friend fear. What are you going to teach me today? I'm prepared for you, dear buddy. I'm prepared. You're going down, but I'm going to still, you know, keep in touch. We'll be friends. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.